Light is essential. Not only is light essential, light is hyper important. Jesus is the gift of light. I don't know if during the season you've taken time to actually pause and think about the significance of light in your life. Light is very important, as a matter of fact. It's so important that Jesus realizes that we needed light. Because as we look at our text this morning in John, the Gospel of John, as we're in this series, the gift of light, Jesus is saying that, hey, look, if I'm the gift of light, that means there's darkness. John chapter 1, starting in verse 4, we're going to read. We've been in this series for the last three weeks. We'll conclude next week with the gift of love. I'm just uh, actually Christmas Eve. But I'm excited about this particular one. Why? Because I think a lot of times we, we fail to realize how important this is, light in our lives, in your life, in my life. John, the writer, says this, starting in verse 1 in chapter, I mean, starting in verse 4 in chapter 1, he says, in him was life. And we talked about last week, this life is Zoe life, spiritual life. In other words, the life that he wanted you and I to have for eternity in the garden without uh, isms and schisms and brokenness and sin in the picture. He wanted you and I to have this with him. In him was life, zoe, spiritual, intended life. And the life was the light of men. In other words, what John is saying, I love how he's beginning to unpack this, is that the light that he wants us to see is birthed from zoe life. So in other words, Jesus is zoe life, spiritual, intended life. We talked about last week. But not only is he Zoe intended life, spiritual life, but the light of men stems from, it literally stems from him. And he helps us see where we're going and, and it directs us. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So think of light. Light is very important. Light directs, light warns, light comforts. Think about kids with a night light in their room. Light illuminates. Think of light. Think of light. Think of Light in your life. Light draws attention to. What about your Christmas lights? Some of our Christmas lights look good. Some of ours look kind of uh, janky. Amen. <laughs> but, but Christmas lights, they draw attention to, to the light. But also light brings clarity. John wants us to understand something. As we've been on this, this journey for the last couple of weeks, he wants you and I to understand something. I believe this year God wants us to have a right Christmas instead of just trying to seek after a white Christmas. A right Christmas, in other words, theologically, that we begin to think theologically, that we begin to say, who's really in the manger? What really happened in the manger? What took place in the manger for you and then for me? What took place? And the good thing is, John says, that he is the light, definite article. Notice he didn't say Jesus is a light. Notice John didn't say the apostle, the one, the beloved uh, disciple. He didn't say that Jesus is just a light or um, lights among many, but he's the only light. And must I say this, not only is Jesus the only hope for the world, but he's the only light of the world. So that means this, that if he's the only light, not a light, that, uh, that underscores this reality, that there's some false lights out there. 
The Bible says that the enemy, he comes in these, these different arrays of light trying to appease and appeal and to allow you and I, using the culture, using your own flesh, appealing to you and I so that we will give into that seeking satisfaction. But really, the only light comes from him. It's in him. Now, why is it in him? Here's the interesting part. There has always, there always was light in, in Jesus. In other words, God, before eternity, before, uh, not eternity, but before creation, come go with me here. God was light in and of himself. It's going to blow some of our minds. Some of you have a wig, may blow your wig, amen. <laughs> but before any creation, think of this. Right Christmas, not just white Christmas. Before anything was created, you and I, God already, he was already light. It's not as if he didn't have light at certain moments of life. He is intrinsically within his own self. He is, he is light. Now, just journey with me. Just do some biblical theology here. In the beginning, he is light. Let there be light. In other words, what's in the darkness he says, now I'm going to give light, not as if light never existed, but he's saying light has already existed and has already been around, but I want now my creation to see all of my glory and splendor. Now, in the beginning, what about Abraham? God makes a covenant with Abraham. He says, look, your offspring is going to be as numerous as the seas of the shore, but what about the stars? These, these, these nice lights fired up, if you will, pointing to this greater picture of the majesty of God. Light. What about the star in Bethlehem? That God will use the intrinsic light before anything was created. He would actually use light that he created, never uh, cease to be light. Light has already been in him and has, uh, has been in him forever, but he would use light to dictate the one who was coming to be light, the gift of light. Yeah, yeah. Like think of light though. Think of this. This is crazy. But not only that in the manger, but what about in Revelation when we see him face to face? The Bible declares in Revelation that he is, there will be no longer a need for sun, S-U-N, but the S-O-N is the only light. He is light. Now, some of y'all are going, I don't know what this is all about. Let me give y'all an amen moment. Isn't this an amen moment, choir? Let's, can I get an amen? amen? That's what I'm talking about. John says that Jesus is definite article. Not one amongst many. Be careful what light you, you look at. But Jesus is the real light. In other words, he's the light. Not only is he going to lead us to where we need to go, but he also he's going to show us the way. And that's why Jesus came. He's going to show you and I the way to him. Verse 4 says this. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in a darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. It's amazing because the text highlights the fact that if God is light, it sets up a natural contrast with darkness. Somebody told me this in the, second, the first hour, walking out, they said, Pastor, you know, mathematically, the equation, I was like, you lost me. As soon as you said mathematically, I'm, I'm done. I said, I'm done. I went to Oakland Unified School District. Amen. I'm done. <laughs> I went to Bible college. Amen. So, but anyway. But here's the deal. Mathematically, he says, darkness, 
it just really doesn't exist. It exists, but it doesn't, it just, it's just kind of, you can't explain it. I mean, it's just there. And I was sitting like, man, you should have preached the first hour. But do you know that just you and I, do you know that the beauty of light, the beauty of the one who's in the manger, do you realize the God who was eternally from eternity past, always light, want us to live in light, but he will use light to point to the light so that we can actually live in the light. Now, this is amazing. Why? Because darkness can't overcome it. Think of this. Think of this. Think of this. We live in a dark world. Yeah, we live in a dark world. You don't have to watch too much TV. You don't have to read too many tabloids as you're checking out at H-E-B or Kroger. You don't have to do it. You see it right there. But we're living in a dark world. It's, it's midnight. Isn't it amazing that at midnight things just tend to get a little worse? Like if you have a cold, you can be breathing just fine like at 7.30 p.m., 8, 9. You let... 10, 30, 11, and then midnight roll around. You, you can't even, you got Vicks, you got, you got all over your face, you can't even breathe. Something, there's something about midnight. Paul and Silas, the Bible says, and it's funny because the writer Luke would highlight a specific time of the day at midnight when they should have thrown in a towel. The Bible says that they begin to pray and sing unto the Lord. That jailers were actually listening and tuning in. Something happens at midnight. Church, let me remind you of this. And this is why the beauty of the gift of light, the one in the manger. I believe the Lord wants us to have a right, a right Christmas, a theological Christmas, and not just a white Christmas. But in this regard, hear me say this. We are living in a midnight hour. It's midnight when there's wars and rumors of wars. It's midnight. It's midnight when kids are having, when babies are having babies. It's, it, hear me, it's midnight. When crime is at an all-time high, it is, it's midnight. It's midnight when someone can have a baby and say, well, no, this baby, I don't want to have it. This is my body. Church, hear me say this. It's midnight. It's midnight when another race can look at another race and say, you're subservient to me, or this is the element. Now, look, look, you, 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 I'm better than you. It's midnight. And so here it is, Jesus, John, the writer, he says, nah, make sure they get it right in 2021 as they roll into 2022. Make sure they get it right, that they realize that Jesus is the definite article, the only light, and not just a light, and he wants them to walk in that light. Because what happens, what happens, what happens is, what happens is this, is that when we walk in it, we see better. It's not, it's not rocket science. The Bible says in verse 5, notice this. The light shines in the darkness, couldn't overtake it. Do you know that light doesn't win? Light pushes off darkness. Darkness can't push off light. That light is, it always wins. Even when it looked like darkness won at the tomb, light still prevailed. You, you, you can't, church, this is, this is cataclysmic, if you will. This is off the charts, like theologically, like light always wins. So shine the light in your home. I'm preaching to myself. Shine the light in your neighborhood. Turn it on. Because we're going to see in a little bit, the Bible says that he gives this light, 
Verse 9, the true light, definite article, which gives, that word gives is in the aorist tense, meaning, in other words, he gives all the time. He never sees. Like, this is a battery-operated operated lamp. Thank you, Rocky, for this. This is good, just for the prop. But this is going to run out. But the light of Jesus in you, hear me say this, it never goes out. But most of us, we live like this. Like real talk. There's seasons in my life when I'm just, you know, man, Lord, I'm on fire. I mean, you know, that, you know those days when you're on fire for Jesus, right? Fire. But then it's those days when stuff gets hard, like, and the light goes off. We're, we're shy. We're afraid of the light. We, 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 we live in shame. We live in guilt. But, but Jesus says this. Look at verse 9. The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. That's just a great picture of if I was to make a clay person right now, right now, just make a clay person out of clay right now in your midst. The chances are what I make is going to be very disfigured. It's not going to be like a perfect scale of a human, right? But if I'm making a clay individual, it's what God did with you and I, that he took something that we can't even hold in our hands, but it falls through the crevices of our fingers, dirt and dust. He takes that, what we plant um, plants in, he brings, he actually raises up this dirt to create you and I, mankind. And then the Bible says he breathed in you and I. But imagine with me, if you just made this deal, I made it, bop, 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 bop. And they turned around and said, Poo, and like spit in my face. You'd be like, man, that's just cruel. Y'all be sitting there like, man, go get it. Go get it, Pastor. Stomp on it, right? Get it. Like, like the gingerbread man or something. Like, you know what I mean? But here it is. What would happen? And this is what we did with the Lord. He created us, took the time to create every single one of us, and then breathed in all of us, Ruach, spiritual Zoe life, in the beginning. But now darkness, Genesis 3, has filled the earth. Now death is a consequence. So now the God that was always light is going to use light to point to the gift of light so that we can walk again in the light to be brought back in a right relationship with the Father. That's the gospel. But we live in a dark world. Let your light shine. It's funny because he talks about John the Baptist. Verse 6, goes back up real quick. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. And they're talking about John the Baptist. Let's call him J.B. for short. J.B., he came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was, look at verse 8. He was not the light. This is interesting. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. I got to read this. This is astronomical. Why? Because John knew his role, but it also highlights this intrinsic eternal God before John was even born. You see, God can't be limited. God had already had a, a purpose for his life and a plan for his life. Y'all know the whole story of Zechariah and, and uh, Elizabeth and Mary coming up and their cousins and, and Elizabeth. I mean, she has his baby, JB in the belly. JB's in a belly, right? And so Mary comes walking up. And so what happens? That this baby and JB in Elizabeth recognizes seeing Mary coming up, that there's a baby in her womb. 
the baby in Elizabeth leaps. Now, just read the Bible with me a little bit, just for a little bit of attitude here. You have to ask the question, why would this baby, why would J.B., literally at conception, God had a plan for him. And by the way, this is a great text, by the way, against abortion. But here it is. But why would the baby even leap? Because before he was even born, God had a plan for J.B. But not only that, J.B. is going, Elizabeth, I know you're excited about me in your body. My little J.B., you don't even know I'm going to call him John the Baptist yet, but little John the Baptist in your body. But here's the deal. Um, the one that's in Mary's belly, that's the one we've been waiting for. That's the gift of life. Even J.B. knew it. But he was pointing people. Let me ask you this question. Like literally, do your life, does your life point people to, to Jesus? Y'all know I have a driving issue. Amen. Everybody notice. If you're a guest, go back and watch previous sermons. You will begin to discover the commentary. Amen. But think about your life. Does it highlight Jesus? Daquan and I were in um, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, I believe, not too long ago. And we were coming to the, air, we were actually coming back into the airport, not the airport, but the hotel, and we saw a, a married couple over here. We were done. It, I was speaking at that pastor's deal. And we were done, and man, this guy just like, hey! And we're like, man, what you, you can't just say, hey, you can't be yelling at people nowadays, right? <laughs> First of all, you can't cough in public no more. I mean, you like... <laughs> Like, literally, you're an alien. I mean, if you do that, right? But you just can't be screaming at people either, though. Hey! Right? You, can't, you just can't do that. But here's the deal. Guy walks over. He begins to talk to us. His wife is right there. I have my Bible and stuff like that right here. It was tucked right here. And we begin to talk, and he just stopped and said, hey, man, hey, stop, 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 stop. You're, you're a Christian. Now, his wife goes, you cheated because he have a Bible in his hand. Amen. <laughs> like, this is a true story. And, uh, but he goes, no, man, it's just your whole continence is just different. You're just, there's, you're, you're different. Looked at Daquan, said the same thing. I just want to know, I want to ask you a question. Can people truly see the light in you? Because the Bible says that he gives it, and he gives it generously. And it never cuts off. So then you got to ask yourself, what's the blockage? What's the blockage? For you and I, like literally, think of, think of this in your own, what, what's the blockage? A lot of times it's just us, right? It's just us. And he goes on to say the light, the true light, which gives light to everyone, which he's building a crazy theological, like a law case here. In other words, he's saying it's just... Logically, you know, you don't light a light like Matthew would say and just and turn it off. Like you light a light and, and, and it gives illumination and light to everybody that's around it. He said, this true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own clay and his own people did not receive him. Poor. Think of this. He says, but, that's a conjunction. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? <laughs> but to all who did receive. But to all who did. 
You know, some people are going to ignore the light. Some people, they're going to they're reject the light. And we're going to deal with this in Romans at the first of the year in 2023. We're going to walk through the book of Romans as a church, but stay with me. Some will ignore it, some will reject it, but then many will receive it. Here, John says, as we land the plane, he says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave right to become children of God, children of the one that was before all things. Ah, not science, not evolution, none of that stuff, but, but Yahweh, Elohim, that will use light, always had light, will then use light throughout creation to point to the light to come so that you and I can walk in the real light. But then those who receive, he said, look, man, hey, you become my son and my daughter. What happens when we get that? It's a benefit. You get new identity. You get victory over sin. Now, mind you, you get victory over sin, not to say that you won't sin. There is a belief out there that we don't, we don't sin anymore. We just make mistakes. I'm just going to tell somebody, you ain't reading your Bible. You get a new identity, victory over sin, eternal life, eternal life, eternal life, heavenly inheritance, 1 Peter. You get God as father and your friend, Elohim. This is crazy. This is, this is, this is what it's all about, that God would go through all of this to redeem you and I. And even taking a chance, knowing that when he died on the cross, that we will still choose to dishonor him and even diss him. But he still took the risk. Yes. The gift of light. And then you get the indwelling spirit that walks with you. He talks with you. He transforms you. He illuminates the, the road for you. Psalm 119. He'll direct you. He'll guide you, students. For the single one in the room, he'll, he got you. For those going through divorce, he, he got you. You let this light lead you. This is not any type of light. This is the light of the world. John chapter 8. Jesus says, oh, yeah, by the way, I am the light. Isn't that cool? Like light, like God in the flesh. I mean, hey, God is off the hook. If you read your Bible and like really lean in, God is, man, it's cool, man, of all the Lord. I mean, he's so cool. It's off the charts. But he said, man, look, I am the light. You stay close to me. Those who stay close to me will never walk in darkness again. Though there will be moments. There'll be moments. But you won't want to live in those moments. The moments will be dissatisfying. The moments will not really resonate because you want to be back. I, I got to be back in the light. But not only that, I got to show it. So you may be asking, all right, ball here preacher, you yelling at me for 20 minutes. And that was 20 minutes, by the way. <laughs> What's so significant? Here it is. If you don't know Jesus... And I'll tell you what that means. Here's what you're doing. You're living, you're a walking dead man or woman, spiritually. That means that you have not come to the point of realizing that you're a sinner in need of a savior. 
the only people, we sang about a little while ago, the only people that really know that they need a savior is that they admit first that they're a sinner. If you don't think you're that bad, grace will never look that good. So you go, well, I see this, man. My, I, there's something off. It's beyond mistakes. There's something off. Well, here it is. Jesus is the gift of light. Here's what you do. You say, Jesus, I recognize and realize that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. You are that Savior. You're the definite article, the only way. Right now, between you and your creator, say this, say this. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If this is you, you say, I'm living in darkness. Just the simplicity of that lantern has, has encompassed my life with the light being off. And so today I heard about this light. And so Jesus, I, for the first time, I really realized that I'm a sinner in need of a savior. I realized that you want me to have a right Christmas. Oh, that's great because that's the rebirth. Being born again. And that basically means this, that you wanna trust Jesus and his work on the cross for salvation alone. That he died in your place. He lived the perfect life. He was buried. But he also rose for you. So Jesus, this morning, will you come in my heart and change me? Please, let that light come on. Turn it on, Jesus. Turn it on. Turn it on. Turn it on in me, please. I'm begging you. Turn it on. And you know what? Jesus said, look, I'm ready. He gives generously. But to those who did receive, he gave the right to be called children of God. So Jesus, thank you for saving me today and then for the rest of us. Would you turn this light on? Let it shine. Jesus is a wise investor. He doesn't give us light for us to just to kind of put it out and chill with it. Be an attractive light, not a light that just, you know, causes people to want to run away. Keep the light on. Why? Because the gift of light is the only true light in this dark world. So Jesus, thank you for being born to be the gift of light for man. And we pray this in Jesus' name.